0: Here's New York City headquarters. I'm Adam Teeter
1: and I'm Joanna Sherino.
2: And in Seattle, Washington, I'm Zach Jabal. And this is the Friday of I'm Here podcast, and we're talking
0: about shots. Shots, yeah. <laughs> so, Let's first of all, start this weekend early. <laughs> when is the last time either of you have taken a shot, Joanna? First,
1: um, one month ago. What'd you take? Ooh. Shot in a beer,
0: whiskey. Did you not just like any whiskey?
1: It was, so we were at a bar uh, with a, I was at a bar, bar with a few friends of mine and my friend Kate loves to take shots. I love and it. And
0: she... I think I'd like Kate.
1: Yeah, she's amazing, actually. She was like, let's get it. We were just there casually drinking, having a conversation. She's like, let's do a shot and a beer. And I was like, <laughs> okay. They were like, you know, we'll do your well whiskey and like light beer or whatever you have. And That's what she like, said. We don't have a well whiskey or something. It was like not that kind of bar. Yeah. I um, So I actually don't, Remember what we ended up
0: shooting? Were you at a wine bar? Is that what's going on here? No, we no. were at
1: a tavern, but it was like kind of like, nice. Like and... Kate's,
0: like fine. Bring us the makers <laughs> like, or whatever like you know. Whatever. We'll, we'll take we'll take shot to bookers. Uh, I love that. <laughs> what about what, what about you, Zach?
2: Um, I think that's a good question. My my last shot that I that I definitely remember doing was actually a shot of Fernet um, at what was almost certainly on my. <laughs> My last night at the Dahlia Lounge, um, R.I.P. Dahlia Aww. Lounge, uh, and we all kind of knew things were near the end and got off work, and I was like, yeah, I'll have a shot. Sure, sounds good. <laughs> uh, but that was obviously like 19 months ago, so it's been a while for me. I will say – so this is, a, I think, a critical conversation before you – or I want to hear your last shot, Adam, but mm-hmm. I also want your guys' thought. In my opinion, it's only a shot if you drink it in one go. Like, none oh, of this. Oh, like, yeah, of course. Shot in the uh, ear, but no, you no, this, no, the, no, the no. Come on. Okay, We'll get Just there. making those, sure you know, we're all on the same yeah, page
0: Yeah, we, we could have had a whole conversation about that, but you you jumped it. <laughs> anyway, so, because I think you've already had a shot. So, uh, <laughs> let me see. Last time I had a shot. So, two times. Because mm-hmm. one's this weird tradition started by Naomi's grandmother. Oh. So, Naomi's grandmother, uh, you know, who's no longer with us, had a tradition where – When you break the fast at Yom Kippur, you take a shot of vodka. (laughs) She's like, let's go. Oh, my God. So I think it's amazing. You break
1: the fast with a shot of vodka. She would
0: pull out this plastic handle of vodka that must have been in her closet for like ever. Georgie. Yeah. And just like pour a round of shots for her and all her friends. And we used to go because she's lived on Long Island. Mm -hmm. So we used to go every year. Uh, while she was still alive, and Naomi and I would go out there, and it'd be me and Naomi and all her old friends,
1: all the octogenarians, <laughs> <Yeah. friends. laughs>
0: and they would all take shots. Amazing, it was the best. And then uh, when I went to that football game, we had shots. Ah, oh. uh, Jameson, mm-hmm. because honestly, only because it was the only thing the bar had, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, fine, we'll take Jameson. Uh, <laughs> you know, Jameson's like a, it is a thing. I just like I'd never been in the Jameson shot game. Mm-hmm you know yeah i've never been like a jameson shot person i feel like i feel like if you're a Jamison shot person mm. you you know what kind of person you are mm-hmm. do you know what i mean <laughs> do you know what i mean everyone, everyone knows, what, I'm what, kind of kind of everyone knows what kind of person you are if you're a jameson shot person j jamo yeah if you especially if you're calling it jamo you are a specific <laughs> person I'm not saying it's a bad thing i'm just I'm, saying right 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 you are a specific kind of person i've just never been a Jamison shot person mm-hmm. yeah. i also don't like to get in bar fights but <laughs> You know, I'm more like in the corner just trying to make friends with everybody, Um, you know. But so I I feel like shots are totally like they get a bad rap. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like there's a lot of people that think that shots just mean obviously overindulgence And, you know, and I do understand that to an extent, right? Like if you're Mm going to sit there and that's all you're doing is shots, but there is something about shots and shot culture that's really fun and just is totally different than meeting up with your friends to like sip a whiskey neat. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, sorry. Mm -hmm. But all that, right? It's like, there's like something about just like revelry and having a great time Mm -hmm. that is just totally different. I I don't know. Like, why do you both think we demonize them so much besides the fact that it's about over yeah i
1: think it's because they That's so it. often lead to yeah bad things bad things,
0: <laughs> bad things. Uh, oh, yeah fuck.
2: And, and i think it's also like there is just a sort of like it's not even just that it leads to bad things they're like accelerant right right you're like we're having we're having this evening at a certain tempo and you throw a shot in there and suddenly everything goes a lot faster yeah <laughs> it's
1: like, so true
2: and like That I think some of it is like, I mean, quite honestly, like I'm in my late 30s. And so I don't have the tolerance for accelerated evenings the (laughs) way I used to in a lot of ways. Um, I don't have them very often anymore. And and I think also there's something about like there's something about the shot itself and the culture of it that is like I think the best way I could describe it is it's not that the people who are doing shots don't care about what they're drinking. In fact, as I think we'll discuss in a minute. Often they very much do care about it, but, but there is something about a a drink where you're consuming it in one gulp that just like is not completely at odds from, you know, kind of connoisseurship, but does feel not aligned with it all that well. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, you know, you know, I think all of us would to some extent or another kind of fancy ourselves as. As connoisseurs or at least people who, you know, we open the Monday podcast by talking about what we're, we've been drinking. And, mm. you know, we, we consider a lot of what we drink and we think about it. And shots don't really allow for that. In fact, like one of my favorite shots, the mind eraser, very adamantly <laughs> <laughs> argues against thinking about what you're doing. And so, like, the mind I think
1: eraser. what's in that? Yeah. what's in
2: that? Uh, so uh, it's vodka, Kahlua and soda water. What? Um, yeah. Kahlua. And you layer it. And soda so water. you start. So that makes the Kahlua uh,
0: like float, right?
2: Uh no, the kalua is usually on the bottom, and then you put oh. things on top. So you start with the sweet of the kalua, and by the time you hit the vodka, you're like you're already in it. Um, but
0: what? Wait, wait then what's it, the shot that like the the stuff floats in it? It looks like it's like drinking brains. Oh, that's a, that's that's a brain a hemorrhage, question. right? That's a brain hemorrhage. Okay, that might yeah, be. A that's a thing, yeah, that's a weird shot too that I remember taking <laughs> yeah. in college, being like. This is weird. <laughs> yes. No, there are many of
2: those different things. And I think that, like, so to me, I guess the point I would say is, like, it's not just that you get drunk faster, which is obviously both part of the appeal and mm-hmm. downside to shots. But it's that, like, you are kind of freely admitting in, the, in doing it that most of what you care about is the alcohol effect right. and not so much what you're tasting. It's
1: like and, shotgunning a beer, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Ex- <laughs> that's a great example, Joanna. Yes, it is just like shotgunning a beer, which I also like doing from time to time. So oh, yeah, or the beer bong or whatever, oh, right? No, no I can't do that. Too much liquid.
0: Too much carbonation. Not a good idea. Uh, never mind you thing. You
2: really worry about getting burpy, don't you? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get burpy. You're too polite. That's yeah, a super polite. Um, <laughs> I mean, now that we're just talking about shots, I forgot what we are talking about. Um, <laughs> no, but I think the other thing that's interesting about shots is this culture of all these, like, named shots. Mm-hmm. The thing, though, that I don't love about shot culture is how many of them are very offensively named. Yes. You know? And, like, <laughs> is that changing? I know now, like, people in our office love peanut butter and jelly shots. And that, sure. seems, that seems very safe. Mm-hmm. That seems very – It's a classic. That's very – you know, that's a classic, right? But, like, then you have, like, some that I will not name them here, although my, you know – some people might uh, that are just yeah. Where is that is that just because again, shot culture is all about like let's get fucked up, and so therefore like it's let's have crass names for the shots too.
1: Well, I didn't. All of these shots really weren't they very weren't they popularized like in the nineties? Yeah, like right. Like, are people really going Dude, to a bar car? and ordering a? Um, mind eraser anymore I'm just curious
0: I I think so yeah I think if we went right next door to 235th <laughs> there'd be a lot of people oh. or
1: <laughs> okay
0: you
2: know because I think like you know you got to think about the stage in life you're in when you or, or one of the stages of life you could be in when you when shots are a big part of your life right like late college mm-hmm. you know early in your drinking life like again like part of the point of them is to get frankly wasted mm-hmm. and I that's not something we condone or advocate here, but it's also important that we not be fingers in our ears about it either. Like that's, what's going on Mm -hmm. with a lot of this. (laughs) And I think that frankly, probably still part of the fun and the, you know, kind of like titillation is risque names. Mm -hmm. Like no one names their, you know, a a craft cocktail bar might give their, their cocktail creation, uh, you know, a sort of dignified, elegant name. But if you're creating or, or or naming a shot, you want it to be something that someone kind of, you know, giggles when they order or that someone looks askance at you. Like that is, that is all a part of the shot culture in a lot of ways. I thought you were going to say,
1: like, well it is, names, the like, true, <laughs> frankly.
0: Yeah. True. <clears throat> um, very true.
1: Hey, so Zach, do you think like your kids are going to grow up and <laughs> order some B-52s at the local bar?
2: Yes. Oh my God. I mean, I, I assume all of their interactions with other entities will be via, you know, some sort of, virtual reality setup, so i have no idea <laughs> they're but. just going to be no, drinking I mean,
1: hard seltzer
2: shots yeah, exactly, of hard right, seltzer yeah. right yeah. um I, I assume they'll just be vaping alcohol at that point I don't <laughs> oh even <know>. totally vaping <laughs> alcohol uh, so just so I, I mean i think that like to the to the question of whether this stuff will last i mean it's always hard to say mm. but i do think that there is something about like like if you just think about this and we'll we'll probably when we come back from our from the interview will do this like the even just the ritual of the shot right the way
0: you tap the table
2: or it the way you <laughs> tap the table yeah, the way yeah. you drink it the way you slam that the was glass down theoretically like those things are again kind of appealing even to me as i'm thinking about it like you know there's a certain element of that that's just like you're having a certain kind of fun, right? And it's maybe not the kind of fun that any of us want to have on a regular basis. Probably can't really like, uh, you know, afford to from a variety of, of perspectives. But like, <laughs> that shit will always be appealing to a certain set of people. And that's cool. I think that's fine. As long as, you know, all the other stuff that goes along with it, you know, as long as there's not too much mayhem. It's great that there are bars where you can still go in and order a shot and they're not yes, going to look at you like being totally. well whiskey?" Like we don't, we have, <laughs> here's our here's our curated list of, of you know, um, you know, uh, premium bourbons or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, you got to be able to get that some places. Maybe not everywhere, but but some places. Yeah, mean,
1: I mean, but before, uh, prior to taking this shot a month ago, I I don't. I think it had been years, years. Uh, since I took a shot. But I was very happy to do it. Yeah, I have but, to say,
0: because they're fun. Because it was fun. So I will. One other thing before we get to the interview, and I do think this is, I think that shots. If you become known as a shots spirit, oh, okay, you, you become more ingrained in the culture faster
2: mm-hmm.
0: than if you are not. Hmm. So, like, we're gonna, I'm going to talk to, you know, the head of innovation at Jaeger, Jaegermeister, mm-hmm. right? Like, Jaeger is known by everyone because it's a shots brand.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. You know, you have Fireball. Mm-hmm. You have... You know, Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey, Mm -hmm. you have these these brands. Everyone knows JMO Mm -hmm. because they are shots brands. And it's, I think, really interesting how actually taking that strategy and being a shots brand is actually a pretty as long as it's a good liquid. It's a pretty smart way to get into the culture really fast.
2: Well, and especially because you don't ask of your consumers that they have to know how to do anything with it besides just pour it in a glass and drink it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like if you, even if you make, you know, not certainly some of like, um, like Maker's Mark or something, right? Like a very well known bourbon. Probably there are lots of people who enjoy drinking just Maker's Need or on the rocks or whatever. But, but, you know, a lot of what people think they should do with a lot of spirits is make cocktails yeah, yeah. and that can be, or, or order cocktails. And both of those things can be a little bit intimidating. Mm-hmm. And if you're just like, you know, that if you like Jaeger, you like shots of Jaeger, like,
0: it's real easy to make that happen anywhere that Jaeger exists. Yep, that's totally just need true. Just Totally true. I just, I find it so fascinating. Like, and look, there's a lot of these brands now that don't really exist anymore, aren't as popular as they used to be, right? But like, just the fact that you can come into the culture and be so pervasive, even if you're not someone who drinks, you know, that liquid is really interesting. All right, I'm gonna go talk to Jack Carson and about Jaeger. Then uh, I'll be back and we, we can chat more. So Jack Carson, Director of Innovation at Jaegermeister, so nice to meet you. Thank you so much for, for joining me for a few minutes to talk about shot culture.
3: Likewise. Thanks for having me.
0: So, I mean, obviously, so many people at this point in time, I think, know about Jaeger as one of the super well-known shots in American culture. Um, but how did that happen? Did Jaeger did come to the United States and decide we're going to be a shot? Or did it come to the United States and first try to sort of get into cocktails, you know, be treated as sort of a beverage that you sh- sip, or was it always intended to be a shop?
3: Uh, it's, a, it's a good question. That You know, way back in the day, when it was first imported, it, was, it did quite well in New Orleans, and, and it kind of had a little bit of a, a, a growth there, and, and there was a German community down there. And then early on, the, um, there was a newspaper article, and it said, Jägermeister is the drink of the occult. And that was probably because of the stag on the cross on the label. And at the time. Oh, that's the, hilarious. Right. At the time, the people importing it then had sort of, well, we've probably got to sue them or make them retract that or something because that can't be good for business. Uh, but at the time, it was a chap named Sidney Frank, and he was kind of a, a maverick and a, a marketing genius. So he thought, well, we could either sue the newspaper or print like 100,000 copies of that article, take it to every college campus in the U.S. and get people to try Jägermeister. And he did the latter. And, um, and I think that's really uh, how it got a, a definite kickstart in the U.S.
0: And so when he was trying to promote Jaeger on college campuses, was it as a shop the whole time?
3: I, I imagine so. I was certainly not around back then. That was early on, and as you know, as um, you know, the, the, the liquor laws and have progressed in the U.S., you actually cannot do that anymore. You've actually precluded from promoting on college campuses. But right, <laughs> you know, so that you know, he he, he kind of did whatever he wanted to do back in the day. But then you know, Jägermeister it, it kept sort of growing in its own way. A lot of it was through with music. You know, Jägermeister has been tied with music for a long time in the U.S. And you know, the shots backstage and the, and the fans would see it and. Uh, they would do their shots that continues today. I mean, you, you know, you see guys like Dave Grohl on stage drinking Meister, and, uh, you know, it's, it continues to be awesome.
0: Do you think that like just in, in the U S when it comes to drinking culture, like we don't talk about the shot enough. Cause I, I feel like a lot of spirits that you first get introduced to are through shots, but then, you know, in sort of the, the world of spirits, you know, we, we, we graduate to saying, Oh, th- we, we want to talk about spirits only when it comes to cocktails. And should we talk about shots more and sort of give them their due?
3: Yeah, I think absolutely. I mean, shots are a great, uh, you know, great way to celebrate a moment, right. Or, or kickstart part of the night. And it doesn't always have to be that sort of late at night part. You can have, you know, early in the day happy hour and you have, we have a program called deer in a beer where we, uh, the idea is you have a, a lovely craft beer and you have a shot of Jägermeister with it and sort of kick off that moment and kick off that hang so you know shots absolutely should be spoken about more
0: so what do you think makes a spirit and obviously i'm gonna let you explain jaeger but what makes a spirit ideal for shots like you know obviously you could shoot anything but i think there's something that's really special about jaeger when it comes to a shot what do you think that that is
3: wow that's an awesome question i mean jaegermeister is wonderfully complex and that comes from the 56 herbs, roots, fruits, and spices are going into making Jägermeister. So when you do a shot of Jägermeister, it's not just one instant flavor like you might have with a relatively one-dimensional spirit. And I won't poo-poo anyone in particular, but vodka is a good example. right? You have a bit of heat and by design, no flavor. And with Jägermeister, that's the opposite. You have a wonderfully complex flavor that uh, is different from the, the first moment you sip it and then after you swallowed it, that, that wonderful aftertaste. And also, you know, Jägermeister. We recommend ice-cold shots as kind of been our mantra for years and years and years. In fact, have machines and bars that make it minus 18 degrees Celsius for that purpose. Oh, I want
0: to I want to talk about those for sure. But I yes. Know.
3: But but at the end of the day, it is that is it, it is that complex nature of Jägermeister that make it a great shot. And truthfully, you can have it ice cold, which is how I, re- a one ounce ice cold shot of Jägermeister is actually one of the, the greatest things. It's not too much, you know, you work for Jägermeister, like I do, you go into a bar wearing a Jägermeister t-shirt and the bartender wants to do your solid and, and pour you three ounces. I'm like, <laughs> see, I, I would just like that one ounce perfect shot. And, and it really is great. And, and those machines, man, they come out ice And it gets wonderfully viscous when it's cold too. And That's, that's not so the- cool. Yeah, it really is. Absolutely.
0: So that's, so your, your preferred Jägermeister straight out of the freezer, ice cold, one ounce.
3: That is one of the many ways that I do enjoy it. Yes. And that is like the go-to, that perfect one ounce shot. But also, if I know that I'm getting it room temperature, and I know that, and it, it, it diverges from the shot conversation a bit here, but yeah. I would have that in, in a, in a wider mouth glass and really be able to then sort of smell the nose and, and really get some of that nuance that does happen at room temperature that does not happen ice cold. So th- there's several ways I would go for
0: it. So where did the machines come to be? How did how did that happen? Because I mean, I feel like that's also what I feel like has cemented Jaeger as like one of the quintessential American shots. And I've always wondered how those machines came to be and how they wound up in almost every single bar in America.
3: Well, that again, I would have to go back to the Sidney Frank days. It was uh, Sidney himself that decided for whatever a reason to make it ice cold. He He found a company, I think, in Chicago to make the very first one. And when we moved offices recently, uh, we actually found the the drawing for the patent of the very first tap machine, so that's in our tap lab now. It's really, really cool to have a, a bit of Diego might history like that in the office yeah, and and you know the shop machines now we're we' we're, we're they're they're evolving you know they used to be these big quite big you know they take up quite a bit of space on a back bar, and as you know that's a really premium space. So having a, a huge machine back there, that might not be...
0: Hurt. Yeah, that's, that's hard for a lot of bars to do.
3: Yeah. And, and now we have really small machines and we're moving towards trying to make them as you know sustainable as possible. We have a new generation of machines that we're going to launch that will be made largely of ocean-recovered plastic and don't have a compressor hmm. in them. So,
0: I mean, if, if you want to send a machine to the VinePair office, just yeah. let us know.
3: You know what? I, I, done and done.
0: <laughs> All right, cool. I'll send you the address. We'd be please, happy to have one please, here. We'll
3: send you one of the new, the new badass ones.
0: That would be awesome. Um, yeah. Cause I, I feel like there's just something about it that also is so cool when you see it happen and it comes off the machine and then you know it's poured for a round of friends. Um, so obviously Jaeger is more than the shot though. Uh, how, how do you use the shot as sort of an entry point to Jaeger, and then you know, hook the consumer. Like, is there How do you graduate from the shot? Or have you? Do you work a lot in innovation with Jaeger to sort of build different shots for people so they continue to drink? You think about Jaeger when it's not just you know, as you said, starting the night with friends and that beer.
3: Yeah, that's that's a really a good question. So yeah, yeah, Jaegermeister, our north star is always that ice cold shot. But after that, and we we do have a few recipes on the website. What are the easy shots you can make with Jaegermeister? And a lot of them were not. Us doing it, it was great. Bartenders coming up with wonderful shots, like the, you talk about classic American shot culture. Think about things like the Redheaded Slut and the surfer on Acid; those ones that, that had Jägermeister or have Jägermeister and were sort of a quintessential '90s shot. Uh, Though, and, and 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 nowadays you see people like kicking up the surf on acid with, you know, uh, cold draft ice, you know, a, 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 you know, muddled bird of paradise hanging out the top of it. And that's become sort of a nice cocktail drink, which I think is fantastic. But further than just, you know, you know layered shots and shots that have uh, shot plus, you know, different uh, ingredients, we, we know Jägermeister goes great in cocktails. And if you think about uh, an old fashioned, which is just a great drink, classically, it really should only be three things. It should be rye, sugar, and bitters. Mm-hmm. And Jägermeister uh, is not a full bitter because it is considered a half bitter because it has a bit of sweetness to it. So if you – and when I, when I talk to bartenders about this, they get that – sometimes when you talk to a golden retriever and they cock their head a little bit because you think they're going to answer you. When I talk to a bartender about using Jägermeister in an old fashion, they cock their head to one side and they go, yeah, that, that technically makes sense. So if you take a, a nice rye, like a, a higher proof rye, like a house rye, and mix it with Jägermeister 50-50, but really stir it for that dilution. You've got to stir it for dilution and stir it for cold and then strain it over fresh ice and just put a little spritz of uh, orange oil over the top. It is a brilliant old-fashioned.
0: So that, that's really amazing. Um, in terms of sort of your the promotion with Jägermeister, you talked a little about music. You do do very shot-focused campaigns, correct? Like uh, NHL, things like that as well?
3: With the official shot of the NHL, and you talk about uh, things that are cold and cool, uh, <laughs> NHL and Jägermeister. Yeah, the official shot of the NHL, and and then within that we have um, several teams that we plus up marketing with locally, and it's a great partnership. And the team that put that together, I think they nailed it. I mean, official shot of the NHL. We have the shot of the night, which is when a goal is scored. The uh, the online talent, uh, sorry, the, the the talent will talk about the shot of the night, brought to you by Jägermeister. Uh, it's, it's, I love that one.
0: That's <laughs> awesome. So. Um... <clears throat> one last question for you. Are you able to say sort of how to, sort of how much of Jaeger's, Jägermeister's business is due to the shot or how much is the shot, the focus of the business even still today?
3: It's a lion's share. Uh, it's yeah, a
0: huge, huge amount
3: and everything else is, is great, but the, the shot is what will continue to drive Jägermeister.
0: And Jägermeister basically still continues to be probably one of the biggest shots in, in America.
3: I hope so. Yes, I believe. That. And, and we, you know, I know we, we, we've had some, uh, a recent line extension that's really delicious, the Jägermeister cold brew coffee. And, uh, it, I've had it, it's tasty. Oh, thank you. We, we really love that one. And that one does have that, it has uh, all natural cold brew coffee and cacao. So it has the, the really great Jägermeister flavor, but it also has this great coffee and these lovely, subtle chocolate notes. So that's one now. And I'm thinking when I, when I, it's just nice to be to go out and have, you've always got Jägermeister green bottle. That's what we call it internally. That's our, our North star, but then to have a Jägermeister cold brew you know, and then it's really awesome as well.
0: So I said one last question, but I have one more cause <laughs> I think it's cause, cause I'm curious about this and, and you come from music and culture. And do you think with so many, you know, brands out there right now trying to become these new brands, do you think that, you know, becoming this quintessential shot really put Jägermeister in a place culturally in the world, especially in the U S known by so many that it wouldn't have been in had the shot not been the focus of the brand? Had it instead been, hey, let's try to get this as an ingredient in cocktails?
3: 100%. Absolutely. There's, there's no way Jägermeister would be where it is today without people loving a shot of Jägermeister. And whether that was musicians on the road or whether that was a group of people getting together after work, Jägermeister was built on the shot and will continue to grow because of that. And you know, truthfully, people, if there is a moderation happens, sure it does. But guess what? So do shots.
0: That's awesome. Well, Jack, thank you so much for taking the time. This has been super cool. Uh, I'm actually going to go have a shot at Jagermeister right now.
3: That is great news. I'm going to do exactly the same thing.
0: So that was dope. Uh, I think that the only uh, only way to sort of so first of all, Joanna, how pumped are you that we're about to get a shot machine in the office sent to us by Jagermeister? <laughs> what? I'm very. Yeah, excited. dude, it was the best. I mean, I I, I
1: just. I'll be doing shots a lot more. Often. I asked for it, <laughs> and
0: he said he would give it to us. And I think that that's Ooh. just you know it's gonna be great. So super interesting. Um,
2: Podcasts are legally binding, by
0: the way. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like we got to do shots of Jaeger. Right? Mm-hmm. So. Oh yeah, I have the Jaeger here in the way that it was told to me we should serve it, right? Which is straight out of the freezer. Okay. Um, and I think we're gonna do it uh, in the way it's also prescribed, which is only one ounce. Okay. Right. So that was interesting that he's like only do one ounce. You know, one ounce (laughs) of Jaeger. So I will do the honors and pour these out. Keith, you you will be having one as well. Thank you, Adam. (laughs) Uh, what do you got there? I mean, is yours room temp? Is it cold? Zach, what you got?
2: Mine it, is straight out the fridge, so it's nice. maybe not quite as cold, but it's pretty cold.
0: Okay, cool. This is kind of funny that I'm measuring out Jameson. I have a funny Jaeger story sorry. to tell. Out. Oh. I can tell
2: it before or after we do the shot. Oh, please but... tell
0: it. Uh, I, I love it. As I was pointing it out, Joanna just making this face like no.
2: <laughs> so, so Jaeger was really like a, a thing when I was in college, um, along among a lot of my friends, and my cousin, who's older than me, came to visit. And we went to a bar and for he came he came for like his 25th birthday or something. And I, in this, in this story, I'm going to cop to underage drinking apologies, but probably doesn't come as a huge shock to our listeners. And um, I went to a bar and I ordered like shots of Jaeger and he was, I think both equally kind of disgusted by the notion that like I, a not yet 21 year old could just be like gallivanting around Manhattan going to bars um, and also that, like the thing I was like, you have to drink is this liquid that he had never even heard of. Um, I'm not sure that it converted him to Jaeger. Uh, he's kind of a whiskey <laughs> guy through and through, but um, it was a fun night, and I still like to tease him about how
0: uh, you taught him his about his Jaeger. Younger
2: younger cousin knew a lot more about drinking than he
0: did. So, when's <laughs> the first time? Uh, when's the last time you had Jaeger, Joanna?
1: I think a few years. It's yeah, been a few years. It's been a long
0: time. I bet it's been me. at
2: least a decade
0: for me. Keith, wow. Last time you had Jaeger? I'd go with the decade. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Cool. I mean maybe once for karaoke, but yeah, well. I always any, do a shot for karaoke. Anything for karaoke. Yeah, right? I do anything for it karaoke. It really got
2: completely uh, superseded by Fernet in my, in like the industry circles I ran in. Like mm. when I started working in restaurants, people did Jaeger shots and by the time I was in my mid to late 20s it was all Fernet. Like that's all anyone wanted. I to wonder order.
1: why.
0: I wonder why. I don't why. know. Cause it's I don't know it's, it's herbal
1: it's
0: very herbal it it's not like that a, different smells Sounds like a <laughs> It kind of smells good all right all right so let's let's uh cheers chin chin oh. one two three is that what we're gonna do yeah, let's do it at the table Okay. one two three
2: that actually tastes way better than I remember yeah
0: it tastes like a morrow it's good it's delicious if you why did I stop
2: drinking Jaeger?
0: <laughs> if you blinded some Psalms on this. Oh, and told, to them, for and it. told them Fantastic. this was an Amaro yeah. from like the north of Italy. They'd be like, oh my god, who's <laughs> so the producer? Here's producer. Guy, right? like, Gotta get it. Does anyone have a track on it? <laughs> who's importing it? Let me know. Okay, you, you just tell
2: us <laughs> you it in your bag on your way back and they'd be yeah, like. Yeah. seriously. Like, I'm serious. You court. could
0: blind a lot of people in the industry on this and tell them it was like a really fancy Amaro. And they'd be like, this is the best thing ever had.' And then you'd be like, this is Jaeger. And they'd be like, oh no, not Jaeger. Like, it just fruits. Yeah. It, this, mm-hmm. is, this tastes like Amaro. I yeah. mean, it is an Amaro, right? I mean, every yeah. so many other countries in Europe make a style of mm-hmm. liqueur that's like an Amaro. This has 56 botanicals in it. Like, yeah.
1: Let's bring Jaeger back.
0: Let's bring Jaeger back.
2: Sounds good. Well, you got the shot machine coming. So. Right.
0: <laughs> oh my god. People in lower Manhattan will know where to go for their Jaeger shots. See, the thing is, I, I think Jaeger's still very like alive and kicking as we so right, learn yeah. the interview. Like in, in music industry circles and like hockey, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I'm mean, official mean official sponsor of the NHL.
1: Let's bring it back to fine dining.
0: Let's bring Jaeger back to fine dining. Let's do it. Or to fine dining. Bring Jaeger back to EMP. <laughs> like, like, oh, man. Like, yes, let's oh, go there. Is I'm it, surprised well, they're not making their own. Yes. Right. Yes. question. <laughs> yes. Their own herbal. Zach, you say you had an important question? No, I said, is it vegan? Because otherwise oh. you're out of luck at EMP. Oh, I assume it is. Shots fired. Probably. <laughs> Shots fired. Well, this was fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Forgot that Jaeger's... Good, actually. Tell us, tell us your
2: favorite – listeners, what are your favorite shots? Mm. Podcast at vinepair.com. Let us know. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> we'll do one. And uh guys have a great weekend. I'll talk to you Monday. Thanks, guys. Sounds great.